Hi everyone, welcome to the Parma Podcast. Um, I am James Prescott, your host, and um, I am delighted today to welcome back um, an old friend of the podcast. Um, I think this is a third time on the show now. Um, um, Jelida Alter is with me um, from the Blacksmith Daughters and the band called Jelida, which is spelled differently from her name. Yeah, uh, I'm right, aren't I? So welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here, James. Always nice to catch up and see what's happening in your life. Yeah, I always love talking to you because your audience always end up talking about the creative process and mm-hmm. um, how that's connected to our spiritual journeys and all of that kind of thing. And that's always really interesting. Um, and it's normally you'd be with your um, your husband Sean will be with you as well, yeah. but he's um, he's not available. He's not around today. Um, but um, we've got we've got Jelida, who's got a lot of wisdom and also got some new material yeah. to share. We're going to talk about your new material that you just you mm-hmm. just about to release. So um, yeah, so really quickly, we're we're going to be releasing an album called Rest Assured on September twentieth. Um, it'll be out on all the sites, Spotify. Um, we'll have a nice release show in. Minneapolis, Minnesota, so I don't know how many people are listening out there, Um, but the music has mostly been created by myself and my husband, Sean Alter, who's not here today, Um, and there's two songs I would really like to talk about. You may learn more of the evil, demonic type song, and Aspirations, which is hopeful, also yeah, it's more hopeful. Your hopefulness in your future. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, uh, looking at my songs, this release and other releases, like, I like to just experiment with all the emotions. Um, I got out of my system a lot of my love songs for my husband, of course. You can't help but do that if you're in a band with your husband. But now it's like, you know, it's going to some other extremes of these feelings that maybe I have or maybe I've observed if nothing else in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's always our creative journey kind of reflects where we are in our own journey. Mm-hmm. So much of it. You know, and of course when you're in love and you've just got married and you're happy then obviously there's gonna be a lot of love songs coming out of that if you're a songwriter you hope so yeah <laughs> um, you know and they mean a lot when you write them but there's mm-hmm. and obviously when the, just the journey continues you get into deeper stuff and mm-hmm. not that love isn't deep but you know you get into kind of I don't know darker darker's not the right word but more mystery Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So by, then you go down different layers and more into mm-hmm. the depths of who you are and um, mm-hmm. it sounds like that's what's happening with this release um, yeah. and I'm really mm-hmm. excited to hear about it so tell us about tell us about this song You May Learn sure okay so You May Learn is a story song um, there's the character who is demonic who could be the devil could just be somebody who's a very bad influence and I portrayed this at least in my mind when I was writing it, as a young girl coming to the city and, you know, being excited for everything new, but slowly doing things she wasn't expecting 
and getting herself in situations that pretty soon she can't get out of and she's living a life she never wanted to live because she followed this bad influence in her life. Hmm. And so the title, You May Learn, comes from the chorus line, You may learn who I am, yet choose to stay. Wow, that's a powerful line, actually. Yeah, I always... Yeah, that's that's a powerful line, because I don't know the whole context of that in terms of the song, but it sounds like you go on this journey which you think is going to deliver mm-hmm. a certain result because you think that's the that's the way to happiness success prosperity yeah. whatever mm-hmm. and then you get there and it's not but you're already trapped there and you can't get right. out or you feel like you're trapped there mm-hmm. and so you exactly. just stay there because that's the path that you're on you feel like well I've chosen this now I can't get out of it yeah you know absolutely and just well and this has probably comes from watching movies Sean my husband loves watching like gangster type movies and so you meet like you're watching a lot of these bad characters and it's just like how do they get there usually it's not from like doing well in school to now I'm going to sell drugs and kill somebody if I feel like it it's like, you know, little things like you've observed somebody else do something bad. At first, you're astounded. You think that's horrible. But then if you're around it for years, it's normal to see yeah. this and to, like, develop this into your personality. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, it's funny, actually. When you mentioned gangster movies, there's one movie that I, which I think is fascinating, uh, which kind of ties into this and it's um, this kind of whole issue of identity and who we are and what shapes us you know Um, The Departed Um, and in that movie Mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio's character is this this really intelligent guy gifted police officer he wants to help people but because of where he comes from he comes from like the wrong side of the tracks his family's like criminals and stuff and um and when he when he goes in when he graduates and stuff they say look you you you're better suited to doing undercover work so so they kind of they kind of convict they they falsely convict him of an offence put him in prison and then bring him out again and put him undercover mm-hmm. um, to expose this big gangster guy he's played by Jet Nicholson and meanwhile there's this on the on the polar opposite of that there's this guy who he came from a kind of a well-off family he was this gangster guy kind of brought him up and paid got his education all nice and paid for and everything like that he was top of his class at everything got promoted really quickly in the police like um and he was undercover for like the gangster people in the police Mm -hmm. he had the appearance of being this like everything was great for him he was successful he was rich he was like successful very very young and yet there's like these two people one of them's actually doing the good thing but appears to be doing the bad thing yeah and one of them is doing the bad thing but appears to be doing a good thing and mm-hmm. like nobody knows and because of the stories that they're living they give the impression that they're different people mm-hmm. um and to the outside world one's a criminal and one's a police officer but you know and um it's really really interesting that you know what we surround ourselves with kind of can define us yeah and 
you might not even realize it until it's hard to change it, be it good or bad. Yeah. But usually you wouldn't want to change it unless it's you look reflect in your life and you're like, ah, how did I get here? Yeah, I mean, I think like that sometimes a lot. Like with like my writing and wanting to do writing more and more creative work and have that be more of my kind of full-time thing and wishing that I made different decisions when I was younger and kind of feeling a little trapped in some of those decisions that I've made but actually also realizing that I I don't have to be trapped in that that I can break free of that it just takes a lot of work um but that's a really good metaphor I mean where did that kind of what part of your story did that did that song kind of come from? I mean, it sounds strange, but I think I'm really obsessed with this kind of concept of like, uh, do I realize all the actions I'm taking or observing that are creating who I am today or tomorrow or, you know, of affecting I'm, I'm pregnant right now and that's going to influence my child because of how I react and just like I'm a teacher I'm a school teacher and just like how much influence I have on children and you know so all these things of just like the influences in your life um, so that it's very compelling to me to just reflect on that and to like the older you get, and now this is actually even almost transitioning into the next song, Aspiration, you run out of time. At least that's the feeling of it. And so, like, it might, what the trait in you might not be horrible, but there's not time for it. Mm. It's almost like, you know, your place. Um, you use everything in it, but you need more space again kind of going along with I'm having a baby and so you end up having to get rid of things personality or let's talk about that thing in your house that you use but it's not as useful as it could be Hmm. it wastes space intellectually inside of you or in your home and to make room for better habits you need to destroy the things that aren't helping you as much. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, yeah, having a child does bring perspective on what's important and what isn't. Sure. So that really does influence now, especially just like reflecting, because it's like very soon this child is going to pick up on all my traits, all my husband's traits that aren't ideal. And am I willing to keep that trait to pass it on to the next generation yeah that's a that's a powerful one I mean I think about that even as an uncle um, mm-hmm. when I'm with my niece and my nephew and I'm thinking like yeah, how, how I behave is going to rub off on them how I interact with my sister is going to interact how they interact with each other with brother and sister like, mm-hmm. and we even talk about it like and um they notice all the little things and you have to be really really careful especially once they learn to talk because mm-hmm. if you because you've got to watch what you say in front of them because they'll copy it you know um and whatever you do for a good 10 years that's normal you know mm. so they won't really try to break away from that and they'll just pick up on what on what you do mm. yeah absolutely and 
that's why being a parent is such a big responsibility. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's. I'm not a parent, but I can see, you know, the blessing of being a parent because I've seen mm-hmm. my sister be a parent and how much joy it's brought her life into her life, despite all the sacrifices and all that, all the hard work that it is. But I don't think I don't think they would trade it for the world. Um, right. You know, and. Um, yeah, and it's but it's just a good example of actions have consequences and all these little things that shape us, all these little decisions, which kind of then kind of like dominoes kind of become almost like yeah. one big decision, you know, like mm-hmm. that happened, so then that happened, and then that happened, and then that happened, you know. And yeah. In fact, I see this with like losing my mum when I was 23. That had, I can see now, it's like 19 years later. And I can see all the things that happened because that happened. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't change the, those things because I wouldn't be who I am now. But at the same time, I would love my mother back, you know, um, of course. Um, but yeah, so it's really interesting, isn't it? Like how all those little things kind of add up to who you mm-hmm. are. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a bit about this um, next song, Aspiration. Yeah, so Aspiration is the opposite of You May Learn. It's my hopeful, you can do it type of song. Um, and I feel like I ended with, the song ends with the most poignant words. And I'll just read the last verse to you. Thoughts within us stir our minds, holding on to that spirit quite divine, to our soul and heart, and what we know. Um, so this song is based on an old poet, Henrietta Ray. Um, oh, yeah. She is most famous for having her poem read at the Lincoln Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, so... For this project, um, most of the songs on this album are based or taken inspiration from a poet that lived in the 1800s or the very early 1900s. Um, And I read their poems over and over and over again, took the concept I felt that they were talking about. Like in this poem, if I had to summarize what she was talking about, was like this hopeful aspiration so hopeful it's like you can only compare it to like a child learning something for the first time Mm. the newness of life the hope for what's to come Um, and so I kept a lot of her words but I added a lot of my own um, and just made this into a question of my own life of like which way do I want to go how do I want to spend my time um, it's going to become more and more valuable and I'm going to have to choose. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, again, especially with... Baby. Baby, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, time becomes more precious, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, time to yourself, time with each other, you know, you and Sean, time, you know. Time for music, the creative music, exactly, thing I love. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um... If it's not paying the bills, will I still make time for it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a challenge, isn't it? And that, 
you know that's it I mean that's the challenge that a lot of creative people face is you know when it's not your living when it's not paying all of your bills mm-hmm. you need to spend time doing things which do pay the bills otherwise you, you won't have anywhere to live or any food you know so or you won't have money to raise your child <laughs> yeah exactly so so there is that kind of challenge and that's a challenge for all kind of all creative people who, who don't make their living from their work and making those tough choices you know that yeah <laughs> um, I mean is yeah. that on your mind like in terms of like, are you concerned that you might not be able to create as much music when baby yes. arrives I am worried that it will affect um, how much music I can make um, of course I will have this human being that's taking up more of my time um, it really depends too on like you know outside struggles that we don't know for sure if we can finance uh, like hopefully Sean and I are in this position where um, music is also his dream so hopefully we can set it up where I get the wonderful job of raising my child and maybe the children to come while also pursuing music and I won't have to go back to my traditional job um, and we'll just be bringing in some money with music, not a bunch, but knowing that um, he's working extra hard doing the typical job, bringing in the money while I can almost, it's like, it's an odd bartering system that we talked about, like, because this is also his dream, he's not, like, against, you know, giving me this extra time to maybe, like, not have to work and pursue music because um, it'll make us both happy. But you also, an, a big thing, too, we have to consider is what are we doing with our music? Before, we did um, original shows, cover shows. We kind of want to say yes to everything because it was the experience. What do we like to do? Uh, we would do... We would try out a lot more things. And now we're going to just have to be like, this is what we know works. Um, we want to do our original music. We're not doing cover shows anymore. Um, so we have to make more direct decisions because there's not time for everything, even though it's good. But it's like, but what do we love the most? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a that's a, but that, oh, in many ways that's not a bad decision to have to make, is it? In terms of creatively, you know, it's like, uh-huh. I mean, I, I have several creative, fat things in the fire. You know, I do this podcast which I love, um, and I want to keep doing a podcast, and I've got ideas about how I could develop it, improve it, whatever, um, and and also, but. You know, I also have a book to write. And I know that I have to write that book. And I want to write that book. And I'm excited to write that book. And I'm trying to do a book proposal right now. And so once I start writing that book, if I get a book contract and I have a deadline, that book has to to become the priority in terms of my creative work because I'll have a full-time job. You Mm -hmm. know, that doesn't mean I won't podcast at all. Or that podcasting won't be a priority for me. But... um, you have to 
but I have to but, but I have to make sure that no, that getting that book done is is mm-hmm. is not is number one you know and it's yeah. not that podcasting would be any less important to me it's just that when a when, when yeah when you have a when you have a deadline and you have a full-time mm-hmm. job then you have to prioritize you know fortunately mm-hmm. I normally get most of my podcasts recorded well in advance so mm-hmm. it's not it's not it probably won't be a, it won't be a problem and I don't want it to be because I love podcasting you know that's what we're doing with the music too like not only are we having so my baby is due in late October we really pushed it in doing a release in September 20th, late September. Um, it just how stuff works out. It's always, you know, there's not always in your control. Um, but then we also have, like, you know, music videos and other videos for, like, other songs we've been working on that aren't even part of this release, like, ready in line so that, like, okay, for the first three months of baby, life is crazy, but it won't feel like we have stopped making music to the outside world who exactly. you know, want to see a constant presence from you yeah exactly I mean that's the that's the beauty of it actually is that you can put new work out there and keep sharing that and people will continue to see new material from you but you're just taking a break you know yeah. actually, one but of the you have to push really hard now and, and plan like you wouldn't I mean, if you if you thought about it, of course, but, like, the outside world wouldn't think that, like, creative people, these artistic people, you have to be the best planner ever. Yeah, you do. It's easier just to show up to the typical nine-to-five job. And oh, do what so you're much easier, yeah. But if you're making your own hours and planning out your own schedule, like, you have to know what's going on very far in advance. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely right. It's it's a it's difficult, you know, to do that, especially when you have a full time job and you've got to build mm-hmm. that schedule around your job, mm-hmm. and also make time for seeing friends, seeing family, having fun, downtime, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You've got to, because you've got to keep yourself healthy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so it's yeah, <laughs> it's not easy, you know, and um, but. I know for me, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't want to not write. I wouldn't want to not make podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. I want to keep doing that. And so, and when you when I when I kind of when I make the when the joy when you find joy in the work in the in the work of creating things, that makes it a lot easier because mm-hmm. you're working, but you're but you're actually enjoying the work. Yes, I'm um, not looking at the clock in like, gosh, when is it going to be? five o'clock it's like oh my gosh it's almost five o'clock you know yeah exactly it's completely <laughs> yeah that's right that's it when you're doing something you love you lose track of time whether it's mm-hmm. right whether it's creating something or it's spending time with the person you love or spending mm-hmm. time with your children or whatever it is whenever you're doing it whenever you're doing something you love you lose track of time i think that's just mm-hmm. a that's a that's a telltale sign you're doing something you love mm-hmm. and that you should be doing more of when you lose track of time um, yeah and actually what I was going to say was there's, I, I, there's this metaphor in scripture about um, letting the fields lie fallow for a while and so they so all their nutrients can be restored and they can become healthy and they can give life mm-hmm. again and I was thinking about that recently in relation to the creative process that sometimes we just need to rest for a period so that we can let those 
creative juices flow again Absolutely. and let let ideas be birthed and marinated and prepare themselves so that and then and get creative energy again so that we can go out and do the creative work again and also just not repeat yourself because so many people if they find their like you want to find your niche but you don't want to just keep reproducing the same thing in a slightly different way yeah I completely agree Um, I'm sure I've shared this metaphor with you before but um, my, one of my favourite bands, U2, they um, they did the Joshua Tree, and um, everyone wanted them to do Joshua Tree Part Two, so they wanted wanted them to do the same thing just again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what record companies wanted. That's what some fans even wanted, um, but they didn't do that. Um, um, and eventually, they came. They they kind of basically went they travelled to Germany and they just they basically kind of stripped everything away and they had nothing and they just started from scratch again like they were starting over mm-hmm. and they came up with this album Acting Baby which was one of their best selling albums and I think is I think is their, one of their best albums um, I like it more than Joshua Tree actually mm-hmm. um, because it's so fresh and you can even now it's like nearly 30 years after it came out it still sounds really fresh and really innovative and really creative um, and because it was it was different than anything they'd done before it was a different sound different style of music different just completely different in every way mm-hmm. um, but that took a lot of bravery um, because they didn't just do what had already worked and what everyone expected them to do and that was easy mm-hmm. they, they took a risk which is really what being really creative I think and authentic in your art is all about risk taking well, you want to create something new um, you don't want to just like you know that who do you sound like and it's like well if I had to say you know Feist Regina Spector Amanda Palmer but like you want to create a sound that is so like you sound like you you don't yeah. want that to be a comparison yeah exactly yeah that's when whenever the people say oh this person's the new xyz yeah, i always kind of like <laughs> i always kind of like go yeah but they're not are they they're not really you're just trying to find a near enough comparison so that you can so the people don't know who this person is can kind of figure out a little bit about who they are um but we have to do it like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, rather than those artists have done some. It's like using free marketing of like some comprehension, some connecting to the general public. But yet, you want to be able to get out of there where you can just be you and yeah. stand on your own creativity. Exactly, that's right. And yeah, I mean, the artists that I that I respect the most are the ones that that do that. Whether it's musicians or filmmakers or or actors who just take on different kinds of roles and. Like, um, I remember Matthew McConaughey, he was like doing loads of chick flicks and stuff and serial, like getting asked to be in every chick flick under the sun, could have done that for life and made a good living. But he like, he just, he made this decision, like, I want to be a serious actor. I don't want to be in all these movies anymore. So he turned, he kept, he started turning them all down 
and then he had no work because people weren't offering him stuff and then he got an opportunity yeah Mm -hmm. and then then he got an opportunity to be in Dallas Buyers Club where he could actually do a proper acting role Mm -hmm. um, and put in a proper performance and he won an Oscar you know Um, and then he got asked to be in Christopher Nolan's movie and again did a really great job and it was a different from anything he'd done before so but he had to take that risk of like okay I'm gonna kind of make myself unemployed here because Mm -hmm. I want to be true to my craft and I want to do something different Um, and he got the rewards for it as well yeah 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 um, Sean and I we decided because our time is going to become more valuable um, as a musician it's like two ways you really can do it you can do original music you can do cover you can do other people's music Mm. and we've been doing both because that way we can like actually have a decent income in music yeah but and let's face it the cover music can usually make us more money than our original music because it's easier to um entertain with other people's music Mm. um that they know that they have like this connection to already uh and we've decided when baby comes like we're not doing those shows anymore we're doing our original so we're going to take a cut of money but we're like well if we're going to do this we might as well do what we love yeah yeah and that's right that's the right I think that's the right Mm -hmm. approach you know um that's one reason I don't do freelance writing I think paid writing for other people because I I, I kind of made this decision with myself that I don't want to write for other people I I kind of I, I don't want to get paid to write something which other people other people's name will be on or about something that I don't really care about but it's just a job mm-hmm. and waste my creative ability and my my writing mm-hmm. on that I want to give it to something that I care about and that's important to yeah. me um, I so yeah. like I said in my day job I'm a school teacher at first I was a music school teacher public school right and I actually really can't take that because it was like close enough to what I love but not quite it and so by the time it would come to my own creativity, I'd be sucked dry of wanting to make music because I just made music all day. Mm. Um, and now I'm an English teacher, um, and I prefer that much more because there's just uh, a break from what I get to do for fun when I'm not working. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Let's see how, how that dynamic works. Yeah, and but it's I think yeah, but it's good to do what you love. It's not about not yeah. all about making money. I mean, like I heard that Elizabeth Gilbert said that once in her book Big Magic, which is yeah. any creative people should read this book. Like it's the uh-huh. book on creativity. Like that she see, she's seen people always kill themselves out of making money. Um, out of their creativity and making that the goal of their creativity and kind of everything had been around making money and instead of just doing what they love and and it become like a burden to them and she just said like you don't ever burden your art with the responsibility for paying your bills like just yeah. don't do it like um, it can't bear that responsibility it can't bear that weight um and she's right in many ways, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Another one? Oh, gosh. You know, you, it's, you pull up these quotes, like, ah, who said it, though? Like, something like, um, you know, you worry about getting better. Bigger will happen on its own. Oh, I like that quote. I like that That's quote. not the exact one. Somebody said it a little different than that, but, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Focus on your own creative journey. Doing mm-hmm. your doing your best work, doing your most honest work. Put it into the world and let the world do with it what it wants to do with it. And if it ends up being big and you end up making lots of money from it, that's great. And if it doesn't, well, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it's about like being true to your art and telling your story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you've got a song out right now, haven't you? Um, yeah. As I'm recording. Our Glass is out right now. Um, we have a music video out for it that you can check out on YouTube. Um, or if you just want to follow us, uh, it's Jolida Music, J-U-L-Y-D-A Music, and you can find that on all the social media sites. Um, sea of Glass is also a poem inspired by old poetry um and this one i took i took a really short poem like there was four lines to it and i extended to be much longer and i created this simple love story to be more of like a romeo and juliet type love stories like Mm -hmm. never to truly be together um and it was really fun with this one we mostly we've experimented like we never did before with really finding the sound that portrayed that feeling for us when we're writing the song when we're developing the song um, uh, finding some synthesized sounds we usually have just done real instruments but now it's like getting into some synthesized sounds um, how we've overdubbed the voices uh, we created uh, some like amplified echoey like almost megaphone type backing vocals yeah um, just like so I noticed trying. yeah <laughs> it's great I mean it's a great song yeah thank you it was very different to what I'd heard from you before as well it was a different yeah. sound I would say this is the sound we're going for uh, you know it takes a while to really figure out what do you want to create and I think before, especially when Sean and I are both such, um, we have our own ideas. So at first we just tried to like allow both of us to go with them. But this one we really tried to hone in. And I, I hope when you see, hear the whole album, like to hone in one type of sound, but with different stories and different songs like that. This is coherent um, and just to have like you, you know as a musician you want that sound that it's like if somebody heard you they know it's you even if they've never heard the song before mm, yeah oh yeah so many artists are like that you know you can hear like a chord like or just a line of music and and you know who it is like yeah um so many great artists musicians are like that it's um it's, yeah 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 and it does sound really cool i, I yeah, I listened to it a few times. It's um, it's great, and you can get it. It's on Spotify right now, so um, I definitely will go and check that out. And then the album's out on the twentieth of September. September, yeah. And what's the album going to be called again? Did you say? Rest, 
assured. Rest assured. Like it. I always like your titles. You always come out with the best titles. Um, like they're so always so kind of fresh and imaginative and kind of like almost from nowhere. Like yeah, um, not cliched at all. Like you know, it's. Um, and this one, and it seems like a lot of the titles we have we choose. Um, it's almost double meaning. Like for me, I almost think about it as like you know now I get to lay down at tonight take a sleep like I, I get to rest hmm. and I think Sean well maybe I'm putting words into his own mouth he's not here right now but um when he heard it at first he was thinking more of like your final resting place or you know so it's just like and I, I love those type of titles where it's like it's a, it can mean a few things yeah yeah I love that I love those kind of titles that have those double treble meanings you know, mm-hmm. um, because that, the, the, the phrase "rest assured" means one thing, and then you can tear it up. You could you could break it up and say "rest assured." You know, you can like you were talking about. It, it's um, your titles are always like that. I find they're always quite clever. Always got multiple meanings, which is really cool. <laughs> um, so and um, so they can get that on Spotify. And um, yep. is any of your other music available still elsewhere? No, that those are um, I you know uh, other than if you want to just listen to it on YouTube, but they're not really for sale at this moment. We really wanted to. We felt like that was just us experimenting as a group because Sean and I have both been in other groups separately right. and even together. But this was like, you know, this is what we feel is really us. Right. I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited to hear this album based, especially after what you've told me about the songs, a couple of the songs, <laughs> and the story behind them. It's really going to be interesting listening to these these songs with that in mind. So, um, um, yeah, thank you for coming back on the show. It's always such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy so much talking to somebody. To talk to a creative in a different field, because there's so much to relate, but so much to learn and to rethink about in your own field. Yeah, exactly. I find I, exactly the same. I always feel like I learn a lot about the creative process when I talk to you, um, mm-hmm. and to Sean as well. Um, because, yeah, that's right. Because the principles of creativity kind of transcend the different, the different arts, the different crafts, mm-hmm. whether it's music or writing or filmmaking or any of these things. Like, it all kind of... The, princi- the underlying principles are the same, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, just the medium is different so yeah and uh, congratulations on the baby and on the album (laughs) Um, and uh, yeah we hope hopefully have you um, hope you have you both back on the show sometime I know time will be difficult difficult to find (laughs) but um, but yes keep in touch and hopefully we'll have you back on again yeah absolutely Thank you, thanks. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, And thank you for listening, everybody. Um, And have a great week.